podcast growling, mean and angry, hear that local shouting, it's Daynerin' Dave Ninimitz. It's Daynerin' Dave Ninimitz. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Growling. Paul Jr. Jr. Dave Ninimitz of The Athletic are here with you as sort of a like a walkout edition of uh, HTPG as we are kind of reacting to what happened today, which was the Bengals cutting their roster down to 53. Zach Taylor meeting with us. Uh, back on Zoom, back in the Zoom days, Dave, which kind of yeah. gave me a little bit of PTSD. Yeah, like when when you someone's breaking up and you can't <laughs> hear them, and then we've got the jumping over each other questions. It's just were you were you putting on a mask just out of habit? I mean, I thought about it. I definitely was like ready to walk away and and throw things. Just the idea <laughs> of being back in Zoom again, but we did that, and uh, uh, more than a few interesting things I think coming out of that. Uh, but what I want to, I've, I've got some sort of, I thought was the biggest surprise. And we're going to talk about Joe Burrow um, because we have to, and we should. And some other positions that I think are very much in flux reminder. This is the roster for right now. As I speak, it may mm-hmm. be different as you're listening to this right now. There are so, there's so much gymnastics that happen. I love using gymnastics. Dave, it's one of the few times I get to talk about gymnastics. Like, I want to <laughs> reference a pummel horse. Yeah. But you you could just talk about it more. It'd be kind of weird, but you could just yeah. bring it up random. I mean, you did like talk about Kurt Browning for a long time. I did. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. I did. And luckily, it was, I finally started actually calling him Jake Browning now, the Bengals' <laughs> current number two quarterback. Uh, but so there's a lot of gymnasticizing if you will, that's happening over the course of the next week, which because with so much ability to move players from the practice squad up, like keeping guys in the building is the most important thing. You're going to have waiver wire claims tomorrow by noon. And if you claim and get a player there, well, somebody that you have currently has to come off. You have the injured reserve list. If you want a player to be able to return from injured reserve, you have to pull them through the 53 man cut. So you would then pull them through today and then tomorrow or the next day, place them on injured reserve with a designation to return. And once you do that, it opens up a roster spot and you could potentially bring somebody back that you cut today, particularly a vested veteran who does not have to go through the waiver claim process and a team can take them. It's all, there's a lot, Dave. There's that, so many rules. That and seems that's way more complicated than the pummel horse. It, <laughs> it is. I mean, way it more. Is. Look, and, and definitely more so than rings. I mean, yeah. rings, I mean, there's just, they're just hanging there. Yeah. I'm starting to think gymnastics isn't the right word. It's maybe like dungeons and dragons or something. Yeah. Just something really <laughs> confusing. Yeah. 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 Did you ever play mist? No. I'm like, I'm like a PC. I, this is me aging myself. I don't have the mental capacity for something like Doom. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but either, either way, the point is what really matters is what does the roster look like next Tuesday? Because that's when all the money hits, and that's when you've decided who the players on your roster are really going to be. Everybody vests for the year. Your gymnastics, your floor exercise can come to an end. (laughs) 
and hit the dismount, right? So that's that's what it's really about. Right now, we did learn things today, though. So let's let me run through the roster here real quick, Dave, and kind of where things landed. Quarterbacks, Joe, Joe Burrow and Jake Browning as the backup. Trevor Simeon loses that battle. We expected that he gets cut. Uh, nothing necessarily super surprising in the running back room. Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, Chase Brown, Travion Williams. We knew that. Um, Jacob Saliers and Kevin, uh, Calvin Tyler Jr., excuse me, uh, cut. No surprises there. They'd keep six receivers, not seven. Uh, I would say the biggest surprise of all the cuts, Stanley Morgan, uh, let go. He is a vested veteran, doesn't have to go through the waiver process, so he could be one that could uh, theoretically return uh, if a roster spot opens up. Uh, Trent Taylor also let go, has been around, but we knew that. Charlie Jones was drafted to replace Trent Taylor uh, and did. Tight end room, Mitchell Wilcox beats out Tanner Hudson, I think, in a real real battle there dave uh <laughs> uh and so we see mitch wilcox holds down that job as they go with three tight ends for now more on that later they end up keeping 10 offensive linemen which i thought was a maybe a bit of a surprise to the sort of taking morgan off putting the 10 offensive linemen on um is sort of a, a little bit of a nod for the need for depth there um, Cody Ford makes the team and Trey Hill makes the team. Yeah. You have Carmen and Smith on the outside with Sharping as your backup center. Hakeem Adeniji, who's played a bunch of snaps for the Bengals, gets cut. I've had him kind of being cut for a while now. It just it felt like the end had neared uh yeah. for him. That's the offense. Does Adeniji seem like a guy that uh that other teams might go claim simply because everybody's in need of that offensive line depth? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it, it's one thing to play, but you got to play well. And yeah. I just, there's not, it's not great tape. Yeah. And, and I don't know that there's a lot of people looking to replicate some of the Bengals offensive line woes that they've had uh, with injured backups in recent years. So I think it, he may come back to the practice squad. Certainly here, that would make sense. Um, but I, I don't know that there's going to be a clamoring for him. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, the loaded defensive line room shakes out with J2 Fele holding down to that 10th spot with Cam Sample also the back of that. But Osai, Tupo, Carter, Murphy, I think uh, uh, expected there. Raymond Johnson the third, Dominique Davis, even Owen Carney had great preseasons. Johnson, the most notable. Davis, really good. That wasn't enough. Uh, they it seemed like they sort of went with proven in regular season games more so over good preseason, and uh, they're going to try to keep those get those guys into their practice squad. We'll see if they can. I feel like Raymond Johnson did enough in these games that there's a chance that he definitely could get claimed, but um, you you never know. So that that's how that ends up shaking out the the preseason stars end up not making it anyway. Um, standard as expected in the. In the linebacker room, Wilson Pratt, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Marcus Bailey, Joe Bocci. Um, and then at corner, again, as expected, Hilton Britt, Awuzie, DJ Turner, DJ Ivy, Jalen Davis. Uh, Sidney Jones, the veteran, goes. Alan George, of everyone's favorite finger wag, uh, <laughs> goes. Uh, at safety, Jordan Battle and Tyson Anderson behind Hill and Scott. Michael Thomas gets cut. We talked a lot about 
him and what's going on there. I think the Bengals are standing there with open arms saying, if you want to come be on our practice squad, please, 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 please come be on our practice squad. We want you to stay here, mentor these guys, and potentially, if an injury happens, be here to step in. Uh, Brad Robbins wins the punter battle over Drew Christman. Again, as expected, Lael Collins, as expected, goes on PUP. So he must miss at least the first four weeks uh, minimum. And then uh, you saw Marvell Tell and Tawatala Pesafea ends up on IR, joining Devonsha Maxwell and Devin Cochran. Their season is over. That's the lay of the land of how it broke down. Um, and so I, I, I'll get into these and we'll go by positions first. But as we talked to Zach Taylor after that, Dave, it was we had more burrow questions okay mm-hmm. like it's uh it, one of my favorites that i use a lot and the old timers here on the podcast know say you know the earth's getting really big in that window it's my apollo 13 reference <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fantastic uh, movie by the way it is and tom hanks wondering where that re-entry plan is right now i think <laughs> Bengals fans are wondering where that re-entry plan is the earth's getting real big in that window uh, wondering what the hell's going on with Burrow, not practicing. Mm. He uh, doesn't have a contract yet. It's August 29th. And I think there's there the antsiness, anxiety is building. Yeah. The, we can probably glean a little in the way Zach answers those questions. Uh, oh, you could. Both, both in the... <laughs> type of answer and even just the coyness that comes with it. Uh, there's usually a, a grin when he says these things. Yeah. It's kind of been like that. Like yeah. the, the tap dancing. Uh, I pulled back a tweet because <laughs> I felt like it was too far, but I feel like it's good for the podcast people. And as it was my, my vision of Zach Taylor preparing to answer Joe Burrow questions in any of these press conferences, interviews going forward it's it's from Shits Creek when she's like at the closet and turns and says, I'm building a mystery. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like it, it does. It feels very performative at this point, it, you it know, uh, and it had me looking up Sarah McLaughlin, who sang building a mystery because I was singing it to myself <laughs> as it does. It feels like he's just building a mystery about, oh, what about this? This, this is the this is the compilation. I'll bring these to you. The compilation of Zach Taylor's answers today to Kelsey Conway and Ben Baby on a couple of the Joe Burrow update questions. Zach, do you anticipate Joe Burrow practicing this week? We'll see. I know you said you'll see about whether Burrow practices or not, but given all the time since he had the injury in July, where is he at from a health perspective as as we get ready for that season uh, opener in week one? Health other than the calf, you mean? Well, just, just how is it just, yeah. How is, how is he from a health perspective as he gets, uh, as y'all get ready for week one? I think he has a very healthy body. Um, and I'm encouraged by that. Just following up one more on Joe Burrow. Is there any connection to his practice availability to what's going on with his contract situation? No. He's got a very good body, Dave. Yeah. A good body. <laughs> I, I I take these as it, like two ways. One, that coyness is kind of a maybe we don't have a lot to worry about. You know, he he doesn't look stressed or freaked out by it. 
but it's also just kind of frustrating and annoying. Like you just want some answers on these things. And uh, I, I don't know, I guess we'll keep reading between the lines till we're right up on top of the Cleveland game. Boy, I am deep in my Marvin Lewis bag here. It's like, only we're just missing a partly sunny or, uh, <laughs> or, I mean, we, we got the we'll see. I mean, we'll see is the most famous line of the Marvin Lewis press conference era. I mean, yeah. the king of we'll see it's like, Zach never go full Marv and Zach's gone full Marv on this. Like <laughs> he's all the way in. We'll see, you know? So I guess we will practice Wednesday and Thursday this week in the after early afternoons. Um, and so we'll see if number nine is out there. They start kicking us out after 30 minutes, uh, but we'll be out there that 30 minutes looking for number nine. There's no question. And we'll see if he shows up. Um, he says it's nothing to do with his contract. I don't know. There's it's they've built such a mystery at this point. Like it's it's really hard to know anything for sure. I I think that's certainly a possibility that he's like, look, I'm just not gonna go out on that practice field until I get this thing done and you give me what I want. You I know. I think it's a possibility too that the team is even like, yeah, we understand that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that it's kind of a mutual it does you no good to do this and it does us no good to get you hurt so let's just not put you out there but since we'll see we have to wait to find out of what the case is but uh ever since he threw those balls before the one preseason game i think it's pretty safe to say everything's going to be okay yeah I mean, unless some setback has happened behind closed doors, he hasn't traveled to the preseason games and we haven't seen him out at practice. But again, the mystery, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's everything's happening behind closed doors at this point. So there's, we see him in the locker room. Everything seems fine. Yeah. Um, But again, we can't talk to him. We can't see what he's doing. It's just, we don't, we don't know what's going on. They don't want to talk about it. But here we are. Yeah. So we're gonna keep answering the question, asking the questions, and we'll keep seeing what the answers are. And <laughs> maybe it maybe at some point we'll have a real answer. That's where things stand right now. Uh backup the backup quarterback situation. Uh Zach Taylor says, Look, I'm very comfortable with Jake as number two. He's the number two guy. I think when you read between the lines of all this, Jake Browning is number two for the first month or about month of the season. Like yeah. somebody coming in off the street's not gonna be able to learn this very quickly. Yeah. Um, but you absolutely better believe they are looking at some of the names that are out there because there's a decent amount of quarterbacks that are intriguing uh, that were let go. And so I, I think they're going to be looking to add there. They're going to be looking to add not Trevor Simeon and maybe Reed Sinnott. I don't know. But, you know, they're going to be looking at somebody who could potentially take over that number two job at some point during this season if they show out in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen some names come up. It's funny that uh, you had your eye on Jake Fromm the other night <laughs> as he was putting up nice uh, effort against the Bengals, and he's out there now. I don't know that that's much in terms of an upgrade or a change, but Bailey Zappi showing up is interesting. Um, Will Greer. Guy, yeah. And Zappi's yeah. a guy that's done it, you know, in real games and regular season games. Um, you know, I don't really know what his ceiling is, but he is young and – there's some potential there, but yeah, you got to think they'll be doing their due diligence of looking at these guys and seeing if uh, somebody's worth bringing in. 
Zappy certainly has more of a pedigree than Jake Browning does. Yeah. I mean, Zappy is. had the New England faithful chanting his name yeah. while Mac Jones was I mean, let, it's like it's not like he has never done anything in a game and Jake Browning's never done anything in a game. And I, you can have all the hope and development you might think you want. I mean, uh, that would be if he would make it, he'd have to make it all the way down to you uh, to on the waiver wire. Same with a guy like Greer, you know, got teams are in, interested in these quarterbacks. That'll be an interesting thing to see as we get the uh, waiver claims tomorrow around noontime between noon and one is if a quarterback is on that list or at that point, then if they don't get claimed, maybe it's just the best of the rest as a practice squad ad. So they don't have to let a player go to keep yeah. three quarterbacks, which is probably the preferred, um, the preferred move. But remember the Bengals claimed three people at the waiver wire last year, Max Sharping, Jay Tufele, who both are still on this team and Devin mm-hmm. Asiasi, the tight end from new England who just got cut. Um, so, it's not, and they had a good roster last year. So it's not like that's crazy that they would be out there claiming multiple people tomorrow if they can. Um, keep an eye out on the quarterback position, obviously. A uh, biggest surprise for me was Stanley Morgan, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I just, there's a couple of things here. One, nobody they cut today has done more to impact winning and losing for the Bengals the last two years than Stanley Morgan as a special teams player, as a teammate. I mean, Darren Simmons told me the other day, he is the juice that has made us go. He's the the locomotive, you know, the engine pulling the whole thing. There wasn't a train analogy. I'm not sure exactly what it was. <laughs> but there was definitely, he was, the, you know, he was pulling. Yeah. And so to do that says, you know, obviously he's not giving you much receiver value. Um, So that's part of it. But he's also a vested veteran who you would trust. And that's usually what it means when you do the move of cutting and then re-signing because of an IR return pull-through, which could be the case with Stanley Morgan if they were looking to bring back. Because I'm just just surprised. I mean, Darren was like, you know, I feel like a lobbyist. I just – I'm surprised that they would take – both Stanley and Mike Thomas from him in, at one time, two of his real core special teamers. Yeah. And it, it makes it for a major youth movement on special teams. So you're putting a lot of faith in first and second year guys to step in and do what those guys do. Uh, that's a little scary tight rope to walk. Now they, they may turn out to be great with it, but um, it's nice to have that sure thing as you like to call them a Maven special teams, Maven. Uh, yeah. It's that's one that I think on every, uh, Every projection you did, you had Morgan in there, and then he did not make the cut. So, be interesting to see how that shakes out once the uh, practice squads fill up. Well, you know, I kind of I went back and forth. I had him off at one point for me, and then I back on. And then when Darren so- said that and just was yeah. selling me, I was like, you know what? He's not going to lose this. Yeah. They're not going to take this guy from him. He viewed. I mean, he's only twenty six. Yeah. I mean, and and I know he's not a receiver, but like. At some point, you have to value and, special teams. You keep six receivers up. I mean, what what is Andre Yoshivash and Charlie Jones both being up bringing you on game day? Like right. they're not playing, and okay? you're not you're not really asking Morgan to bring you a lot as a receiver. He's no. kind of there as a body as a receiver. But if he's given you everything on special teams, 
it offsets the fact that he's the guy you're going to throw in there if a couple dudes get hurt or certain packages. So um, that factor shouldn't really matter in it too much. Yeah. You can't tell me that he's not going to bring you more than Cody Ford. Sorry, I have to get my... You don't got to be mean to Cody Ford and all of this. Yeah, I kind of do. I, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's let, Let's go into this offensive line because that's kind of the offset. Set, instead of seven receivers and nine offensive linemen, it's ten offensive linemen and six receivers. And you have Trey Hill, Cody Ford, both making it along with Sharping. Then you, got, I, I, you know, I, I feel like this. they're looking, okay? Mm-hmm. like the, This is no lock that next Tuesday Ford and Hill are going to be here. There were names, interesting names put out there uh, on the interior offensive line. I've kind of been saying, uh, I get the sense they're interested in this year's Max Sharping. Okay. Yeah. Someone who they, who has some experience who's done, who's played in games and maybe some teams weren't willing to pay them a little bit more of whatever they're, salary was if it was a little higher which was the case of sharping which is why he lasted all the way to the end despite his experience um the people were surprised to see out there and particularly on the interior and and plug them in the back and, and find maybe a, something they think can be a little bit more reliable one than what they currently have yeah there were some there's some names out there michael dunn from cleveland i think was a real surprise to people up there um who has played he started playoff game he's played a bunch for them yeah. Um, Ike but- Boatker in Buffalo, he's played a bunch for the Bills. He's still young. He's not washed up or over. I mean, these guys are they're they're not washed up. They're they're experienced. It's not awful experience. Is that more reliable than what you're getting from Cody Ford or what you just saw from Trey Hill? I think they're looking there. It's so hard to know, though, because when those guys are let go, you figure nobody is sitting on a mountain of outstanding offensive line talent. So you you do have to go vet and figure out why were those guys let go. Um, It may just be six of one, half dozen the other one all said and done. But if your guys aren't wowing you, it might not hurt to grab one of those guys and see if they can do any better. Yeah. So another position tomorrow as waiver cuts come through, too eyeball and see if the Bengals try to try to go sharpening part two. We talked a lot during draft season about Cam Taylor Britt part two. And that was what happened with DJ Turner. They're trying to mm-hmm. same thing here. I think a success story they'd love to replicate um, and, and try to find Max sharpening part two. If, if they feel like they can put at least put in a claim on um, an interest. Another interesting thing from Zach Taylor today was a question about the third down running back competition, the starting gig, which we've heard a lot of great things about the camp. Chris Evans had sort of claimed that uh, he was out a little bit last week. Uh, we didn't see him undisclosed there. Um, and then today we get this uh, from Zach Taylor on the state of the third down running back position. Still, com- still competing. You know, Travion Williams is is much healthier now, um, so I think we'll be able to integrate him back into practice this week. And so, you know, you kept four backs there, and and we know what Mixon's role is going to be. You know, he's a great first, second down back for us that we want to continue to feature any way we can. Um, I thought Chase had a good preseason, Chris had a good preseason, and now Travion gets a chance to jump back in the mix. So, um, I think I think those roles are a little bit still to be finalized. Um, and we got a couple more practices to iron all that out. 
so wide open again, it feels like. You know, I, I think it was a sense of wanting to give a healthy Travion Williams a real chance. Yeah. And because it was taken from him. And it's like, okay, Chris Evans was good, uh, really happy with his progress, but this was saying that ain't over yet. And yeah. we're willing to see what Travion looks like in practice and how he handles it. And maybe maybe there's some kind of a platoon the first few weeks of the season to give them both a chance um to take a shot at it. Um perhaps hard to say that for sure. But you could see something like that happen as they try to, you know, work their way through it early in the year. Doesn't seem like a recurring theme with Evans that from the outside, it always looks like he's ready to take a step and be something significant. And then we're always kind of back to this where it's like there's just questions hanging over him that we're not so sure all of a sudden. Because I I think we had convinced ourselves that he was the guy that, you know, Williams injury pretty much opened the door for him and he took it. But now it just seems like we're still sorting that out. It does. It is. I mean, it's like they just can't with him. Yeah. Just can't take that extra step. Can't just really commit. You know, it's there's something there. There's stuff there for them with him. It just never quite sits well. Um, And maybe that will change. Maybe it will only take a couple of games of, you know, uh, of building that trust uh, to get him in there. Um, There's interesting names out at the running back position as well. Michael P. Ryan from Kansas City, Miles Gaskin, I think were a few surprises uh, that ended up coming out as as running backs. You know, P. Ryan played well. I think there were some people in Kansas City who were like, is that going to mean the end of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And the Bengals were saying, maybe, hopefully, right? <laughs> uh, but it does look like um, th- there's a few names out there. I I don't think that's as likely of a position uh, for them to add just because I think they're willing to go into this competition uh, with who they have right now. And, and be comfortable yeah. with that um, and, and see how it shakes out. Yeah. Um, two more left here real quick. Uh, we talked a lot about the defensive line room and how loaded it seemed to be and how are they going to handle it? You know, there's now a new piece to this. That was the Joseph Osai injury. Kelsey Conway, the inquirer reporting uh, that high ankle sprain and doubtful for week one. But, you know, that suggests what about week four okay because that's the question that you then ask yourself high ankle sprain right before you start a season sucks yeah okay it sucks i cannot tell you how many times i've heard players once a season ends be like i never felt right because of that stupid high ankle sprain i got like you hear it all the time it's just one of those that nags and so to me Hey, depth, maybe your deepest position and you screwed it up by playing Joseph Osai too much in preseason. All right. Get him hurt. Okay, fine. Take your medicine. All right. Clear the roster spot, which Zach Taylor said we'll know more about his injury status in the next 24, 48 hours, which to me screams, you'll know when we put him on <laughs> IR return. How yeah. long we think he's going to be out? Is, is that a we'll see? That <laughs> I think that is a we'll a, see. Was, I think it was a more like a it was kind of a, a actual like a quality forecast. Really, sunny, <laughs> like no rain. It was a little more. It was actually more straightforward than we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and so I think that was look if that's the case put him down clears a spot you could use it to what bring back Raymond Johnson the third onto the roster if that's the case as as another guy or maybe you're just keeping one less and you bring back Stanley Morgan with that spot whatever you do with that spot is insignificant but maybe there's a way or maybe it's just an elevation of a guy like Raymond Johnson uh you get 3 of them right and yeah. you can use some elevations with him if you feel like you need it to fill out the roster uh, if he's going to be active or it's just maybe Cam Sample comes in and that's fine but um that's a thing where their depth is going to show up and it feels like get Osai all the way right don't let this be a thing that nags he's this guy's had injuries at like every single year at at inopportune times it seems like so I'll be interested to see if he ends up an IR designated return. It feels like they maybe should go that way, but we'll learn about the timeline, whether they do or not, if they view it as just a few weeks or, uh, you know, a month. Yeah. I think I'm with you though. Let him get it right. You know, you're going to need him more down the stretch and you're going to need him in that first month. So just, you know, get it right. And since you do have some nice options there to move around, that is the great part about having all this talent there on the defensive line that, you know, they've got some options, but it is, it is really a hindsight's 2020 on that. If, if he's just not out there, you don't have this problem right now. Yeah. And if, and, but the other thing is, I guess it's not that big of a deal because if they valued him more, he wouldn't have been playing in preseason number three. So obviously there's something there where they don't as much. Yeah. But that's enough on that. He quote unquote needed the reps. Needed the reps. That's fine. Hey, you guys get hurt playing football. I'm not out here to say everybody needs to be in bubble yeah. wrap, but it's one thing when so many of your key pieces are in bubble wrap and and that guy's playing and he ends up getting hurt. Um, let's see. Uh, tight end. They, It's uninspiring right now. I mean, Mitch Wilcox is totally fine and good. Like That's great. But uh, again, I think they're going to be looking at some of the names that are out there. Um, at tight end to potentially add there's there's you know there's there's a few uh, that that you could see end up being the case uh sean mckeon from dallas uh is was popular down there um you know century from pittsburgh but he's more of a blocking type i don't know if you need another drew sample but um he's been a, a decent player for them yeah, it's a, it's a shame albert O. you got to give uh got to give the eagles credit i think you pointed out on twitter a team in contention that got aggressive and said, we're not going to, it's, he's not going to drop to us on the waiver wire. So we're just going to go make a trade for him. Um, that's a smart, aggressive move. Cause that dude looked unstoppable the other night. I know it's the third preseason game, but he was looking, I was surprised he got let go for Denver, but really surprised, really surprised. I mean, and he's kind of a, he's what teams want in the back of their tight end room. Traitsy, mm-hmm. right? We love Traitsy. Uh, but I mean, he's big, he's fast, he's strong, he's all those things. He hasn't always been the most willing blocker, which yeah. I think has held him back there. Maybe that's why he fell out of favor with Sean Payton. But you got to hope with a change of scenery, you can bring a little bit, you can get that dog in him, right? Like you got to, <laughs> maybe a change of scenery puts a dog in him uh, is what you probably are hoping for. Because clearly as a as a, a, a athlete and someone receiving, I mean, obviously can make plays. He's done that for a couple of years and played. I, I just, people, people can think what they want about him, but you know, 
that was a perfect fit for what the Bengals were looking for. And just like the Eagles in the back of the waiver, he was not going to make it to them. And so why not? Why yeah. not do the pick, a, a pick swap? You're not giving up a pick. You're moving from fifth to the sixth round yeah. in next year. I mean, go for it a little bit. I mean, I know they don't want to give up picks, and I agree with that philosophy for the most part. But when it comes to something like this, just a little bit to add some some potential juice there that you that you just that you really might need. Yeah, it just seems you know you don't want to get in some bidding war. Maybe they were in it. Maybe they were in it and missed Maybe. out. But yeah. I don't get the sense that they had any interest in giving up picks just to try to get a waiver pick. Um, but that said, it seemed like it would have been a great fit uh, for where they were at. Um, that kind of wraps it. That kind of kind of sums up where we're at. Flexible. Wheels are in motion. Things are happening. We're building a mystery, Dave. The gymnastics meet is underway. Oh, there's and you can't get the twisties. You don't no. want to get the twisties. No, you don't. You don't want to get. You don't want to get the twisties. No. Can the Bengals get to next Tuesday, and can they nail the dismount? Can they do it, <laughs> or will it be like Carrie Strug? Carrie Strug success story, <laughs> but it hurt when they did it. Yep. Yeah. And Osai will be able to relate to her. Yeah. Bomb ankle. Yeah. I mean, it that's all what comes I was going together. for Joseph yeah. Osai, Carrie Strug, same person, really. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you listen to this Bengals podcast because you're going to get a theme that we will always mm-hmm. tie back together and lots of mid 90s gymnastics <laughs> references. I mean, I didn't go Dominique Dawes with Dominique Davis, but I could have. Uh, yeah, we could go another hour on this if we wanted to, but we're not going to. Kim Zameskel's from Cincinnati. Maybe she could be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Any other nineties gymnasts that we? I, think, I yeah. mean, look, I'm not calling Zach Taylor Bella Caroli. I would not do that. <laughs> I wanted to be clear that I didn't go there. All right, all right, that's my cue. I'm out of here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next time on Hear That Podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs>